0: And welcome to Just Buffering. My name is Simone. I'm Yasmin.
1: Sorry. <laughs> okay. Sofer, you can go and then I'll go.
2: I'm All right. <laughs> I'm Sofer.
1: I'm Yasmin.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and today um, we've been talking about our K-12 experiences and how that informs how we want to teach in the future as our education students, um, what the suburbs taught us and how we might want to leave it or take it, and accessibility and materiality in the classroom. Um, y'all ready?
2: I'm ready for this.
0: I'm ready. Awesome. So excited. Okay, so I guess a good first question to start with um, is what was your education like and um, how does that inform you today? And either one of you
1: can start.
2: Um, Yasmin, you want to go first?
1: Um, Sure. So I grew up in what I just called a transitional suburb, which is like right in between like the city borders and the actual suburbs. Um. And my K-12 through 12 experience was kind of turbulent because of it. Uh, there were a lot of things that I learned besides, like, actual curriculum learning. Just about people and how, you know, just, like, class issues and things like that. And by class, I mean, like, economic class and things. Mm. And so, I feel like that. And then coming to SAIC, you know, to- is a totally different perspective and so I feel like that is what really informs my teaching aspirations and just like seeing, I feel like I have a really well-rounded, I guess, K-12 experience. And so I've seen it all. <laughs> nice. Uh,
0: Topher, what was your K-12 experience like?
2: Honestly, um, it was very not like that, actually. Uh, I grew up in Bethel Park, Pennsylvania which was a rather middle-class, suburban, very white demographic town. And you were were saying yours is very turbulent. Mine was very, I guess, secure because of where I grew up. Like very, very stereotypical suburb, suburban town. I I never had to move around or change my living situation. So I spent kindergarten through 12th grade in the Bethel Park schooling system, which was a rather well-funded school. So I'd say I had a very like secure school experience and I never really, I was never very aware of class struggles very much. My parents always told me that we just, you know, had enough money. Mm. Like when I asked them about that. So um, I guess my educational trajectory would is kind of was kind of expected to be a straight line like you go to school then you go to the state school then you go to somewhere else in Pennsylvania maybe so I don't know I kind of have this this desire to escape that kind of mentality that kind of uh linear structure Mm. and i think that might affect how i teach or how i or the values i have in a in a schooling system or as an educator
0: yeah i can definitely relate to that i grew up in the suburbs of chicago here but gurney my hometown is barely a suburb it's in lake county it's about 45 minutes north an hour of traffic it's closer to wisconsin than chicago um but it's definitely more of a commuter town, so a lot of people who lived, uh, who live in Gurney either commute to Milwaukee or Chicago. So it's kind of that culture. But you know, I grew up K through twelve with a you know well-funded art program for all of my teaching, or not all my teaching, but all of my education. Um, I was able to get supplies. I was encouraged. Um, definitely not turbulent, like Yasmin was saying. But something that. I've been thinking a lot about, like, my suburban education and, you know, having these supplies is accessibility, Um, which I know, Yasmin, you want to talk about. We all got some opinions on. Um, But I've been thinking a lot about what materials I was allowed to play with, but also what materials um, I could buy for myself or that the school just had that either was on campus and was something that I could always go back to or was something that I really couldn't take outside of the classroom. Yeah, um, Yasmin, what do you think about like accessibility in classes?
1: Um, so my school's art department was really underfunded. <laughs> and so we we only had like huge those huge industrial like gallon jugs <clears throat> of tempera and acrylic yep. and we <laughs> didn't even have a lot of colors. They were just like the basic, you know, we had purple and green. That wasn't, you know, primary colors. <laughs> so... <laughs> But, um yeah, but we also had these, like, little cups, like these plastic to-go cups, and I couldn't afford to buy paint in high school outside of the classroom, so I would just pour them in the to-go cups, and I would put them mm-hmm. in a paper bag and take them home so I could, like, paint at home. But um, I think that really, like, frames what accessibility means to me, like, just teaching it was hard to get paint outside of class. And I want to provide materials that are easy and accessible and can be found anywhere, you know? And that's yeah. what, that's what I love about Fibers Art. Mm, me too, me too.
2: Yeah. I, if I can add on to that, I'd, I'd really like to um have students think that more things could be art because like fitting into that linear structure. Like when I was in my art classes, it was very much just like painting, drawing, sculpting, clay, uh, like the classic forms of art. And I'd really like to broaden people's definitions of that and have art be more than just painting and drawing and sculpting, because it it definitely it definitely is. Like I was talking about woodworking earlier.
0: Yeah, no, I 100 percent agree. And I think, you know, part of the reason I came to SEIC is because it's an interdisciplinary school and, you know, whether or not it truly fulfills that title. Um, that's something (laughs) I know I want to bring into the classroom, especially with fibers because fibers can be sculptural, it can be painterly, it can be performative, it can encompass so many different things that I feel like sometimes classrooms struggle to put into one media, Mm -hmm. um, or they feel like, oh, you can only do sculpture and ceramics, you can only do painting and painting, um, Mm -hmm. which I think we all don't see as true. I think we all understand that, like, art is so much more flexible, um, But yeah, do we have any other thoughts uh, before we uh, close up?
1: I would just say Um, that I think we all agree that our high school experiences were kind of monotonous in the, like, trajectory. Like, you know, there wasn't really any ups and downs. I mean, mine was turbulent just because of my high school, but I mean, everything that I learned in there was pretty, like, flatlined and, you know, really boring thinking, not thinking outside the box, and I feel like we all agree that that's something that's really valuable and important, especially for, you know, young students.
0: Awesome. Any other closing thoughts, Topher? You got like a minute thirty.
2: Oh, I think uh yeah, pretty much just I think we have the power to really Wow, that sounds so corny. Like we have the power to change minds, <laughs> but I think we really do. Like we have the power to like make people think differently and really see the world like differently I guess inject good turbulence Mm -hmm. and not not like the kind of turbulence Yasmin was talking about we can we can really shake things up
0: awesome well thank you for sharing uh Yasmin and Topher and thanks everyone for listening and have a wonderful nice beautiful day Bye. bye
1: bye